return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Part of ministry here, and but he's going to share this morning. So I want you to open up your heart. And get your pen out. Uh, every time he shares, it's so good. Randon, come on up. H- give him a clap as he comes. Thank you. Thank you, Randon. Hello. There it is. Amen. Well, praise God. It's a good morning. Hallelujah. We can, we can meet unashamed, amen. amen. We don't have to be persecuted to meet in the house of the Lord. We're in so many places we get persecution. Amen. Persecution to meet. We're so blessed to be here. Why don't you stand up with me? Say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be ashamed. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be talking about dealing with adversity this morning. Um, how many deal with adversity? Amen. I think it's something that we all deal with. Something that we all go through. Amen. And there's a right way and a wrong way to deal with adversity. Amen. Something I always want to establish um, when I talk on something like this is uh, that God is good and the devil is bad. Amen. Amen. We know that God has good things for us. We know that the devil has bad things for us. Amen. Anything that God has for us, the devil has the opposite for us, right? Go to John 10, 10. Says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they have may have it more abundantly. Amen. So the the thief Satan comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. He wants to destroy your life. Amen. He wants to bring adversity to your life. He wants to bring attacks to your life. But God comes. Jesus came that we could have life. Amen. So we could restore life. That we could have life. More abundantly than we even have it. Amen. Not just, he doesn't want us just to live up here. He wants us to live up here. Amen. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. So he's your adversary. You know, it's the same word as adversity. He he comes to, to stir things up in your life. I mean, he wants to make you miserable. That's, a, that's what the devil's job is <laughs> in our life. He wants to make us miserable. Amen? But we got a Savior. Yeah. Amen? That's come to make us new. Amen? Yeah. Satan is in the middle of your adversity. I mean, God is not in the middle of your adversity. He, he does not cause harm on you. Amen? Hallelujah. We live in a fallen world in which Satan is the God of. So some things happen. That we maybe can't explain or we don't know, but we know that God is good. Amen. And I think that's so important and so many people don't understand that. And I think there's a lot of people that, that think that if something bad happens, God is teaching them a lesson. Or, or he's, he's doing it because um, he wants to, to strengthen you through these bad things, through harming you. Well, we know that's not true because it says in James 1.17, it says every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Amen. So every gift is perfect. Every gift is good. Amen. And then it says, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Amen. So not only is he good, but he never changes. Amen. What he said to you yesterday is still true today. 
what he wanted for you yesterday, he still wants for you today. Amen? While Satan steals, kills, and destroys, our Heavenly Father, the one who never leaves us, never forsakes us, never leaves us hanging. Amen? He gives good gifts to us. He restores us. Amen? He restores us. If we're lacking anything, he restores it fully, and even then some. Have you noticed that when God does something, and when God shows up, it's always in a more than enough fashion. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in Ephesians that um, he wants us to know the love that passes all knowledge. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. Amen. So again, it's this, it's this, um, it's this overflowing anointing he wants to give us. Amen. He, it's this overflowing blessing he wants to give us. Amen. It also says that, that um, it's more blessed to give and to, re- to receive. Amen. And so he gives to us, and he gives to us um, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen. Have you tried to, you know, have you seen that, that video where they have like a jar and they fill it up with these big rocks and they say, well, is it full? Well, yeah, it's full. Well, then they put these little pebbles in there. Fills it up even more. You can get a little bit more in there. Well, is it full? No, it's not full because they put some sand in there. It fills it up even more so you can get more in the, in the jar. And then you can fill it up with water and even, you can put even more in there. That's what he wants for you. Amen. He wants an overflowing life for you. He wants you to live life abundantly. He has an abundant life for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we really need to understand that. We need to understand that God only has good things for us. Amen. Never has anything bad for us planned. Amen. He has a great purpose. He has a great vision for your life, even this morning. Everybody in here. Amen. Right now, he's doing a work in you. Amen. Not because I'm speaking or not because um, I have any, any, anything special, but it's because the word that he, we put forth does not return void. Amen. It's his word. Amen. The more I, the more I read and the more I get into the word, the more I realize I cannot do anything without him. Amen. We need his grace for everything. Amen. Everything. Hallelujah. So many people blame God for what they're going through instead of running to him for help. Amen. God is good and the devil is bad. Hallelujah. The reality is that we have an adversary. We have an enemy. Uh, two Wednesdays ago, we were taught that we need to be fully equipped. Amen. Amen. We need to have the armor of God. Yeah. Amen. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Notice that it doesn't say that be, be strong in the Lord and the power of our might. Our might. Thank God. Amen. We're in his might, with the power of his might. Yeah. Put on the whole armor of God. Again, it's not our armor. Amen. It's God's armor. Amen. We can't put on our own armor and expect to go out and fight the devil. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. When we fight our adversary, we need to take the whole armor of God. You know, when David fought Goliath, he didn't take man's armor into battle. Remember, Saul asked him if he wanted to take his armor. He put it on. It was too heavy. He couldn't move around in it. But in 1 Samuel 17:45, David said to the Philistines, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Amen. Notice how David didn't say, I come to you with five stones and a slingshot. Amen. That's what he used. That's what, that was the tool that he used to kill Goliath. But he didn't come to him with that. He came to him with the word of God. Amen. So... We can use many things. There's, there's so many things that, that we can use to defeat the devil. But the, 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 the key thing, and you, you look at this when Jesus was tempted in the, in the uh, wilderness. Amen. Every time he te- got tempted, he would say, it is written. He used the word of God every single time. Amen. That's the only thing that can stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Amen. You know, it's, it's kind of getting dark out there. <laughs> the rulers of the darkness of this age. Amen. And you're a light. Yeah. You are a light for Jesus, wherever you're at. 
at your work, um, at your school, amen, in your home, amen. That's our battleground. Our battleground is to be wherever God has put us at, amen, to, to grow where we're planted, amen, to wait on the Lord. To, to hear his voice, yeah. to follow his voice. Amen. 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 Verse 14, or uh, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that may, you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Amen. Truth is important. Amen. We got that, that belt of truth on. Amen. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know God calls you righteous? Amen. It says we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have that breastplate on. Everybody can see our breastplate of righteousness. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You want to walk in peace. Amen. Any situation. You can, go, you can, go, you can be going through anything. And you can, you can walk in peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith. Which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. That shield of faith, that, that action, amen, to, to, to quench the darts of the wicked when you have to move the shield. You have to, it requires action, amen. Yeah. So our, we can faith. You know, faith is an act, amen. Yeah. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, amen. And the sword does some damage. Amen. The Word of God does some damage, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Everything else is defensive, everything else is for the attacks, amen? The sword is to attack with. Amen. We attack with the word of God. Amen. Any attack against you is a defiance to God. Because it says in, in Samuel, it says, But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Amen. So any, any, any attack is a defiance, not just to you, but to God. Amen. Are we going to be David? Are we going to run out there with the word of God in our mouth? Amen. We can't do it on our own. Amen. We can't just do it with five stones and a slingshot. We need the word of God. If David would have just had the five stones and the slingshot, he wouldn't have won that battle. Amen. The key was the word of God. We have to rely on his grace to fight and to win against our adversary. Amen. In Luke 15, we can see what kind of happened maybe when we try to do it on our own. Luke 15, 14. But when he had spent all, and this is the, the story of the prodigal son, but when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Amen. So he, he finds himself in want. He goes out, he spends everything he has, and then he tries to fix it on his own. Amen? First. First. He tries to fix it on his own first. Right? But when he came to himself, amen, you know that, that uh, when we, it, it's insanity when we try to do it on our own. <laughs> amen? It's crazy to think that we can do it on our own. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and, a par- and, to, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Amen. When we come to ourself, when, when, we, when we get in our right mind, we realize, I need my father. I need Jesus. That's the only way I can get out of this mess. Amen. Verse 18. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Amen. And he arose. You know, I, I, think, about, I think about that. And, you know, you're, when you're really low, when, you, when you're kind of just in the dumps, and, you know, you, kind of, you finally get the, get the revelation of, wow, I should probably just go to the Lord. I mean, sometimes it's difficult to do that. You know, it, really, it can be. It can be difficult to... Maybe admit your mistakes. You know, the Lord already knows what you've done. The Lord, he knows all that. But to admit him to yourself, it's maybe a little hard to do that. Amen. We don't, we forget that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we feel that we're unworthy to go back just like he did. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son or daughter. 
Amen. But we are. We are worthy. Amen. It's no longer our privilege, but it's our right because we are heirs. Amen. He arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. You know, God will meet you where you're at. Man, God is the God of there. Wherever you are, there's God. Amen. And so even when we're a great way off, even when we, when we feel like we're miles away from the Lord, he will meet us where we're at. He has compassion on us. Amen. Amen. He'll run and fall on our neck. He'll kiss us. He'll, he'll tell us everything's going to be okay. He'll kill the fatted calf for us. He'll give us a banquet. Amen. Hallelujah. When we try to go through adversity with Jesus, without Jesus, we aren't in our right mind. We do things that don't make sense. Amen. How many have done something that doesn't make sense going through adversity? Amen. Notice that when he came to his senses, the only option was to run back to his father. That was the only thought in his mind when he came to his senses, to go to his father. Amen. And we can do that. Our our father is always going to have his arms wide open to us. Amen. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Even when we're away, even when we think we're, we're a million miles away from him, he's still right there with us. Amen. He's that still small voice trying to guide us back. Amen. He'll always take care of us. In fact, in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says that we can cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. Amen. We should always run to Jesus instead of away from Jesus. Amen. Think of... Uh, Think of Jonah when he when he got the assignment to minister to the people of Nineveh. Amen. Instead of instead of doing what he was told, he ran away from the Lord. He thought he could get away from God. Amen. God will find you. God will find you. Amen. Hallelujah. And anything that we do, it brings glory to God. Right. So. Um, whether we're ministering at work, whether we're, we're just being a friendly person to somebody. I mean, that's a ministry. That's, a, that's glorifying God when we do things like that. It seems small, maybe seems insignificant, but that's a glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 100, verse 1. And this is something that, again, I've, I've just learned. And you know, a lot of times what the Lord has me preach is something that maybe... He's been dealing with me about, you know, and and I feel that that's always fun because it's the freshest in my mind. Amen. But it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And enter his uh, courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Amen. In verse 2, sing. It says, come before his presence and sing. When things aren't going the way you want it to go, sing. Sing Amen. to him. Amen. It'll change your mood around. Verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God. He, is he who made us. Amen. And not we ourselves. He alone knows how to help us through our difficult situations. Even more than we know how to help ourselves through the difficult situations. And I remember Jesus, when he walked the earth, there was nothing that he didn't, that, uh, that we go through that he did not go through. He's experienced. Amen. He's experienced without sinning. Even better. Right? Amen. And we can rely on him. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I mean, the first thing, and, and uh, you know, before I ask the Lord for anything, the first thing I do, I praise the Lord. I just thank him for what he's done. I mean, again, your, your mood will, will get so much better. You know, when you just start thanking the Lord, pretty soon you're singing the Spirit, and you're, all these things are coming to you of, of, uh, of, of what you have that's good. I mean, uh, this last week our furnace went out in our house. And, you know, we're just praying to God, you know, what's the answer, Lord? You know, give us the answer. And, but we, the first thing we did, Lord, thank you for a roof over our head. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It could be colder than oh, yeah. it is right now. Yeah. Amen. We had money to buy space heaters. Amen. Yeah, right. 
There's people that, maybe people that don't have money to do that. Amen. And we kept our house at a 70 degrees. It was perfect. Amen. But, you know, we need to thank the Lord, you know, for everything that he does. There's a song, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings to see what the Lord has done. Amen. So we can count our blessings no matter where we're at. Amen. We could be, we could be in the lowest pit and we can count our blessings from the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Remember the Lord is good. Again, remember that the Lord is good. He's always good to you. Um, if we go back, if we do, um, verse 4, enter his courts with praise. That word praise is the word tehillah. And it, it's a word tehillah. It talks about celebration in this case. So, we can celebrate, we should celebrate Jesus through adversity. Amen. That's when we're thanking him, when we're, we're giving praises to God. I mean, like Pastor Dave said, it's our password into the presence of God. Amen. Being thankful, entering his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. Thanksgiving isn't just one day a, a year. Thanksgiving is every single day. We have something to be thankful for every single day. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're going through something and you're not sure what to pray, just start praising. Amen. A lot of times where, you know, there's a big decision and, and you're not quite sure what to pray. You know, this is, you know, you know that, that this is what you want to do, but you, know, you don't maybe know if that's what the Lord is, is pulling you towards. Um, you, maybe it could be some, some bias on, on our part. If we don't know how to pray, start praising. Start praying in the Spirit. You know, praying in tongues, it says in the Bible that, that um, the Holy Spirit groans within us. I mean, it, it, it starts to pray things that we don't even know we're, we're praying. Yeah. And we start praying in the Spirit. Yep. It's our heavenly language. Amen. Powerful. And there is, there's, just a, there's just a peace that can come on you. No matter what. In any situation, it'll shock you how your mood will change. Yeah. When you start praising God. True. Even when things aren't going right, just keep praising you think of, uh, just kind of thought it came to me, but uh, in Finding Nemo and Dory's Just Keep Swimming, Just Keep Swimming. Well, just keep praising, just keep praising. Amen? We want to keep praising the Lord in any situation. Amen. Let's go to Acts 16. Paul and Silas, when they're in the prison. Let's see how praising worked for them. Amen. When they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Amen. When you praise the Lord in the midst of adversity, chains will start to fall off. Amen. Adversity will shackle your feet, will keep you from moving, will keep you from growing. Amen. If you let it, when we start praising the Lord, those chains will fall off. You become loose of the bondage that you are in. Amen. Again, praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. Amen. The Lord hears our praises. It's like a sweet aroma to him. Um, you know, it, it, one of the reasons it's called a sacrifice of praise. Right. Amen. We, we are sacrificing something to God. We're sacrificing um, everything that, that we think we can do. Amen. We're sacrificing uh, the, the, the control that we have over situations. Amen. Really, we don't have control over situations anyway. Amen. All we can do is praise. Amen. The Lord hears our prayers. Amen. James 1, verse 2 and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Hallelujah. We have to have joy going through any trials. Amen. When you start to praise the Lord, that joy will come. You know, you might. It's not easy to have joy right at the beginning. You know, it's not easy to have happiness right at the beginning of a, of a, um, 
a situation or a, a circumstance. Amen. But as we continue to praise God, that joy will come. It will fill your life. Amen. Say, I, I, I don't know what the, what the statistic is, but it takes 14 days for uh, something to become a habit. 21 days, something. 21 days for something to become a habit. Amen. So if you praise the Lord, you know, if you're not used to praising the Lord and you praise the Lord for 21 days straight, you know, just in the morning, Lord, thank you for what you do for me and you make it a, 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 an effort to do it every, every day, it'll just start to happen naturally. You'll just start to praise the Lord in the midst of adversity, of anything that you're going through. Amen. You won't have to think about it. It just, it'll become second nature. Amen. Just praise the Lord. Go to Romans 5, verse 1 through 4. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have the peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we've been justified by faith. Amen. We're justified. We don't need to prove ourselves to God. When we receive his free gift of salvation, we've been justified by God. Amen. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, we also glory <coughs> in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Amen? So we can turn that tribulation around. We can, it builds perseverance in us. It builds character in us. Amen? We can have peace through the adversity. We can be happy in tribulations. Amen? And really, we can grow through tribulations. You know, if we have a right heart, if we have a right attitude and a thankful heart, you will grow through your tribulation. Amen. The next time it comes up, you know, the devil will attack the weakest part of your, of your, uh, of, uh, of your faith. He'll, he'll just attack the weakest part. Amen. He'll kind of go and he'll just poke and poke and poke. If it, if it bothers you and you don't know how to deal with it, he'll just continue to do it. Amen. When we build that wall up. We praise God when we glory in that tribulation, when we start to grow in that area, and it doesn't bother us like it did, he will not attack that area like he does now. Amen? But he will go to another area. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not, you know, the devil's not, not dumb, but he's not smart either. You know, he'll, he'll attack different areas, but, you know, he's dumb because he keeps attacking. You know, he... He, he knows that he's defeated. He keeps attacking. Yeah. Maybe the dumbest smart person in the world. Where am I at here? <laughs> we can go through trials. We can grow through trials if we have the right attitude and a thankful heart. We can persevere. I mean, you can see the progression. Maybe first we look at our tribula- tribulation. We look at our trial. We look at what we're going through. And we're, how can we do this? How can we persevere through it? Then we look at what we can do to persevere. Amen. It's a, it's a, it just continues on. You look at our tribulation. Then we look at the perseverance. And then it builds character. Amen. Builds character in us. And we don't look as much in ourselves. We look at God. And then we can focus on the hope of Jesus Christ. Amen. So it is. It's a, it's a progression through tribulation all the way to Jesus. Amen. Uh, Romans 8, 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We can glory in tribulations because we know it doesn't even compare to the peace and the glory we have in heaven. Amen? We can, it's just a season. Amen? Nothing lasts forever except for the word. <laughs> Amen? Anything that we're going through is not going to last forever. It's a season. Amen. You will get through it. God will help you through it. He will help you through that storm. Hallelujah. I love this next verse. Philippians 4, 6. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Again, with thanksgiving. That word thanksgiving is in there again. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Uh... I love how he starts it out in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. That's yeah. the first thing he says. Yeah. Don't worry. Amen. Amen. When we worry, it clouds our mind. It clouds our mind against the things of God. True. When, we, when we worry, it's harder to be thankful for what we have. Yeah. 
Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Can you, I mean, we can't imagine it because it passes our understanding, but the peace of God that just passes our understanding. Amen. And we can let our requests be made known to God. Amen. He will guard our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. He is in it for you. Amen. He wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you get through these circumstances, these adversities that you may be going through. Amen. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Hallelujah. I mean, the goal is to maintain peace through adversity. That's the goal. I mean, we, we have the, we have the, our, our feet are, have the preparation of the gospel of peace on them. Where we can walk in peace wherever we go, no matter what's going on. That's the goal. We want to be able to maintain peace through adversity. And then verse 8, uh, you know, we want to be able to think on things that are good. Right. Key. Amen? It is key. We want to think, think on things that are true. And we don't want to focus on the lie of the devil, but the truth of the word. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are fair, amen? Things are pure, whatever things are lovely. You know, this is what Jesus thinks about us. When he thinks about us, he thinks of, of the things that are true about us, the things that are noble about us, the things that are just and the, the pureness of our hearts. The lovely things about us. It says that in the Bible that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. They were lovely to him. Whatever things are of good report, and we, we say this a lot, but, you know, if you get a bad doctor's report, amen, we want to think on the good report of the gospel. Right? The good news. The almost too good to be true news. Amen? Something my, my grandma would always say. Like, the gospel is the almost too good to be true news. And meditate on these things. We're going to meditate on the things that, that are going to lift us up. Cool. Amen. We want, to, we want to surround ourselves with the people that are going to lift us up as well. Amen. Right? Amen. Let's go to Mark 4, verse 35. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitudes, they took him along in the boat as he was, and, our other, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and, they were, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then first of all, verse 35, um, as Christians, we're already promised the victory. Amen. In this case, he had already promised them they were going to cross over to the other side. Right? So we're already promised the victory through our storm, through what we're going to go through. And you know, notice that even, even before the storm hit, they were promised the victory. Right? So even before we go through what we're going to go through, the Lord's already with us. Amen? He got, in, he got into the boat with them before the storm hit. So he's with us. He's with us even before the storm. Amen. His statement... His, Jesus' statement was a promise to his disciples that they would reach the other side. Verse 38. Um, uh, Verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow. He wasn't worried. I mean, he wasn't worried about the storm. I mean, he knew that something was going to happen. I, I, I don't know. I, I can sleep through storms really well. So, you know, Jesus is probably snoring in the back. I mean, just, just having a great dream. Dreaming of the Father. They wake him up to rebuke the storm. (laughs) Amen. We're able to have peace to the storm. In verse 39 it says, And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. You know, I I feel that there was probably a great calm in the the sea and the waves, but also within the disciples. Amen. They see see Jesus, um, their Savior, calming the storm. And there's just this calm, there's this peace. You know, whenever we, 
whenever we talk to the Lord, whenever we, we're in our Bible, whenever we're praying, whenever we're, we're just with him, there's a peace that comes. There's a calming. Amen. There's a calming um, of that. Notice, too, that they weren't by themselves. Amen. Jesus was with them. He was in the same boat, so to speak. Amen. He really will be with you through the storm and the calming of the storm. Amen. When, when the storm's calm, he doesn't leave you. Right? He stays with you. Amen. That's why, you know, we need Jesus in the good times and in the bad. You know, he's, he's always there with us. He's always speaking to us in the good times and in the bad times. Amen. Amen. And we can, and we can again, focus on the good times. Focus on the good things about what we're going through, about um, what we have. Amen. Isn't that good? That's why I always, just every time I, I think about meeting with all you here, I just thank God that we can meet without being persecuted. I mean, that's such a big thing. You know, so many parts of the world, um, they can't do that. Amen. They, they have to have underground churches or they have to meet secretly. Or they know that they're meeting and, and every single day they, there's a fear that somebody's going to come in and just kill them. You know? We are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed to be here this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. It's so powerful. We we have the freedom to do this. Amen. Oof. I love that. Amen. Verse uh, verse forty. We'll go on here. Oh, did I not put that? The storm will pass. Amen. Um, yeah. Peace be on the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Um, but the storm will pass. Amen. And really, it, you know, where is our faith once it does? Amen. Um, you know, it says in verse 40, I think verse 40. Thank you. I, I think I forgot to give that. Um, but he said, then why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Amen. So where is your faith when the storm passes? You know, is it, is it broken? Is it stronger? Hopefully. Amen. Have you built your house on the rock or on the sand? Have you built your house on the rock of the word, knowing that what Jesus said he will perform, what God said he will perform? Or, or do, we, do we go away from what the things of the Lord once our storm passes? You know, once the storm is calm, do we, do we try to do things on our own again? Do we build our house on the sand? Are you left blaming God because the word isn't in you? Or are you praising God because you know, because you know he pulled you through the storm? Amen. I think really those, a lot of times those are, those are the two options that people face. Yeah. Either, either they blame God for the storm or they praise God for pulling them through the storm. Right. Amen. Yeah. We can praise God pulling us through the storm. We can praise God even before we've been pulled through the storm. That's what we should be doing. We, that's when we're thanking God when we're praising Him. When we're putting our whole being into praising Him. I talked uh, last week, Sunday school, about the seven ways to praise. Amen. And and, uh, you know, all of them talked about putting your whole being into praising God. Amen. It's not just, it's not just with the, the instruments. It's not just with a shout. It's not just with a dance. But it's all those together, just, just our whole body praising the Lord. Put everything that we have into it. All of our mind, all of our body, all of our spirit, all of our strength. Amen. Amen. Knowing that we're conquerors. You know, we're going to conquer the storm through Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 37 and 38. Hallelujah. It says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Um, and I, I, again, I, I shorted you on the verse. 39, Nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter what we're going through, God is always with us. Amen. And all these things, not in just some things, not in just the good times, amen, not in just the blessings, but in all these things we are more than conquerors. Again, God never just does something to the top. He's always excess. So we're, we're not just conquerors, amen, we're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. 
through him who loved us, who loves us. Amen? With an agape, with an with a unconditional, uh, just a, a, an over-the-top, nothing we can do can change it, nothing that we do can change it kind of a love. And then Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. We just need to keep doing what we're doing. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Again, all things. We can do all things through Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, it's not by our might. It's not by our power. It's not our armor that we're using. Amen. But it's the word. We can do all things through Christ. Amen. We don't strengthen ourselves. No, when we're at our weakest point, God shows up. Amen. He's at his strongest in our life. And God strengthens us. Amen. Um, one more story here. Let's go to Daniel 6.10. When Daniel was, in the, in the, um, was about to be thrown into the lion's den. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, when, when his king signed a decree that only the king would be worshipped and no other god, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He was unashamed. I mean, he could have closed his windows. He could have tried to do it in secret. I mean, but he was unashamed. His windows opened towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks. There's that word thanks again. He gave thanks before his God as he was custom since the early days. And he knew that something was going to happen. He knew that he wasn't going to give up praying to his God. Amen. And so, you know, he was already in some adversity at this point. But he gave thanks. As was his custom since the early days. Don't stop what you're doing just because you're going through something. Don't stop worshiping the Lord. Don't stop, stop praying to God. Don't stop um, praising his name just because you're going through adversity. Amen. I always think, you know, whatever I'm going through, there's somebody that's going to go, that's going through something worse. And there's somebody that's, somebody that's trusting God that's in a worse position than I am. And they're, they're being pulled out of that. I mean, they have joy in their life. Amen. So why can't I have joy in my life through my adversity? When adversity strikes, don't let it ruin your routine of spending time with Jesus. Amen. It's easy to get worried. Like I said, worry, worry, being worried just kind of clouds your vision. You know, it kind of, being worried takes up your day. Yeah, true. You know, I know if there's a situation, if I'm at work and there's a situation and I'm, I'm thinking about it constantly, I'm not being as productive as I could be if I was if I was free of that worry, right? So it clouds up your day. It 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 um, it makes it so that that that's the only thing that you're focused on instead of focusing on Jesus. Instead of meditating on the good things, yeah. on the things that are pure and lovely, you're meditating on your problem. And we don't want to do that. Amen. In fact, you should spend as much time as you can with him so you can always be prepared. Romans, uh, or sorry, Daniel 6.28, later on in the chapter. So after Daniel gets thrown in the lion's den and uh, he gets miraculously saved by God, closing the lion's mouth, Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. What Satan means for harm, God turns it around for his glory. Amen. Satan meant to harm Daniel. He wanted to he wanted to 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 kill. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Remember, he wanted to get rid of one of the one of the um, last remaining pillars for God in that time. Amen. Somebody that that could um, have vision. And I think, if, if I'm not wrong, I think even after this in verse in chapter seven, that's when Daniel has a vision. So, something good was about to happen in Daniel's life. Amen? Something good was going to happen in Daniel's life. And Satan wanted to thwart. They wanted to throw those fiery darts. Wanted to shoot those fiery darts at Daniel's vision. Amen? But when Satan means something for harm, God turns it around for his glory. Hallelujah. (coughs) Romans 8.28. This is the last scripture I have. and We know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. I mean, he hasn't planned a bad day for us. Anything the devil tries to throw at you, God will turn it around for your benefit and his glory. Amen. He'll turn it around for your benefit and his glory. Amen.
If there are hardships going on in your life, hold fast to the word. That's the, that's the best advice we could get. Hold fast to the word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Remember the promises. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're going through something with healing, find healing scriptures. Amen. Pray the word to yourself. Amen. If you're going through financial problems, yeah. find scriptures on prosperity. Yeah. Amen. Find scriptures on overflow. Amen. Yeah. Do the things that the Bible says to do to be prosperous. Amen. Like uh, in, in Malachi, I talk about tithing. You know, you tithe, our couple runneth over. Amen. We'll be prosperous. Amen. It's a, it's a law. It's a rule of the Bible. Amen. When we're thankful, amen, it opens up the, the door for blessings just to pour out on us. Amen. Hallelujah. And those things aren't hard. Amen. Thanking God is not hard. You know, especially when you get into it. Maybe you're not used to it, but as you start to thank Him, as you start to just open your mouth and praise Him, it becomes easier and easier to do. I know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we think, kind of think in speaking in tongues, for example, you know, you can pray with somebody to, to pray in the Spirit and they might not get it right then. You know, and, and that's happened to me before where, you know, praying with somebody to receive the Holy Spirit to, to start, you know, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, they don't get it, but then maybe on their way home, they're praising God. I just, you just tell them, just keep praising God. Just keep saying hallelujah to the King. And it'll just happen. They'll just start, they'll just start speaking out. Amen. And it'll get easier and easier to do. Pastor Dave talks about all the time when the first time he went to a, a, a kind of a charismatic church, how, you know, and he saw people lifting their hands. They felt like bowling balls, like you couldn't even lift them up. But he just he said one hand and looked around, made sure nobody was judging him for doing it. That's true. Amen. Yeah. And now he just just lifts his hand. Again, it's second nature. You do things for 21 days in a row, man. It becomes second nature. Hallelujah. The devil will try to mess up what God is doing in your life. And I tell you what, God is doing an amazing work in your yes, life this morning. I mean, he's doing an amazing work in your family. Yeah. I mean, he's doing an amazing work at your job. Yeah. He's doing amazing work in your studies. Yeah. Amen. He's doing amazing work in your retirement. Totally. Amen. He wants to see us succeed. You know, he's always working. You know, we might not see it, but he's always working with us. Even right now, and you, you know, there's things that we take for granted, but even right now, there's angels around about us. That's that's protecting us. Amen. That's, that's guarding us. Amen. Call the things that are not seen as though they are. Amen. And so when, when we don't have an answer, praise God, we can thank Him for the answer. Amen. The things that we don't see yet, we have already. Amen. He's already blessed us with. Don't take a moment for granted. Amen. Even the quote-unquote bad moments, don't take them for granted. I'm always told... Um, so Ryan just entered, you know, he's two years old now, and traditionally people call it the terrible twos, which we don't call it that, but uh, the blessed twos, the terrific twos, and my grandma, my grandma had so many words of wisdom, uh, the, the terrific twos, as she, as she always called it, um, but I mean, you know, even, even the temper tantrums, and you know, he's not going to be this age forever, you know, and, and you take the good with the bad, right, you take the, you take the positive with the negative, Amen. And so we look at, we got to focus on, you know, and just in that situation, we focus on, praise God, you know, he's two years old, he has a great smile, he loves, you know, playing football and all that. You got to focus on the good things, amen. Focus on the pure things, focus on the lovely things. Um, a quote that the Lord gave me. So whenever I ask anybody, so when I go to work and I ask somebody how their weekend was, usually it's something like, um, it wasn't long enough. You know, or it was too short or something like that. And uh, that always irritated me. I don't know why. But I was just, I was in the shower one day and I was thinking about that quote. I think it was uh, a Sunday. And uh, the Lord gave me this quote. He said, um, if we make the most of every moment of every day, our weekends won't seem too short. Amen. So we can make the moment of every, every, everything that we do, you know, if we make the moment of every, if we make the most of every moment of every day, amen, our, our Mondays might seem like our Saturdays, amen, our, our Thursdays might seem like our Sundays, right, 
Amen. So we want to focus on what the Lord has for us. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your plans for us, Lord. We thank you that you want us to prosper. Hallelujah. You have a great plan for everybody's life here, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that as we go through our week, anything that we experience, any problems that we experience, Lord, the first thing we can do is praise you for what we have. Praise you for the answer, Jesus. Praise you with our whole being, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you that, that you are the king over our problems. That we can cast our cares on you and you care for us, Lord. Father. That we don't need to worry because you have already given us the victory. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Even, you know, and, and even if we going through something, the worst thing that happens is we're either going to die or be raptured and we're going to be with Jesus anyways. Amen. Amen. He has a good plan for each of your life. I bless you as you go about your day to day. It's going to be a great night tonight, so come out and, and support those who are doing things for the Lord, singing, making music to the Lord. Amen. Have a great week. Bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.